Welcome to Welcome to Primetime, a show covering the Freddy Krueger-hosted anthology series Freddy's Nightmares, one episode at a time. I'm Brennan Klein. Every episode is brought to you by donations from listeners like you. You get one new episode for every donation. Please help us keep going by giving to the Okra Project, an organization that is working to feed black trans people in need. You can donate through the link in the show notes, take a screenshot of your receipt, and send it to w2ptpod at gmail.com, or DM it to me on social media. Our patron this week is is Matt Russell and our very special guest, uh, co-host of the podcast, the trivia podcast Geek KO, on which you can hear me probably over a dozen times at this point, uh, <laughs> quizzing him on horror things, and also the host of uh, the Geek News parody series Geek End Update. It's Justin Madriaga. Hello. Well, the tables have turned, hasn't it, Brennan? They sure have. <laughs> Although I feel like in the ultimate sense i'm still challenging you by inviting you on this <laughs> you show are. i was about but to see how can way. i turn this into my podcast <laughs> did you did you bring uh boss trivia questions <laughs> i i didn't i do have my buzzer uh handy just in case but um but thank you for having me brennan um i mean it's uh you know like you like you mentioned you've been on our podcasts for many years now including our previous iteration of our podcast, Super Geek Supreme, and um, you've always been a great uh, guest for us, and we love having you back every time we we, we have a chance to. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I, I appreciate being able to fit into your world, because most of the things you cover are topics like, you know, comic book things, and video games, and anime, video games, yeah. and I just, I just stare blankly at my palms, and I'm like, I know nothing about these things. Well, one, I mean, uh, we, I think we do have you coming in soon for a non-horror topic, so we can look forward to that. Uh, Stay two, tuned. I do, um, I do have to thank you, and I thought I thanked you before on my own podcast, but I do have to thank you for like, you know, easing me into the horror world, so to speak. I mean, I, I've. I've been kind of like a scaredy cat uh, throughout my life, mm-hmm. uh, watching horror movies in general. And I have taken a horror film class in uh, in college, uh, which kind of helped a little bit. But then I think um, you definitely pushed me into the horror like uh, ether, uh, like kind of kind of head first. So oh, well, um, thank so you. I enjoy it now. I do. No, I'm so happy to hear that. Um, you know, because you know, you make it fun, you make it a project. Okay, for for those who don't know, um, his podcast Geek Ko. It's basically you and your co-host Ish are the challengers in a trivia game run by the End Boss, who is your guest for that episode. Correct. And it's on a certain topic, and you guys have to cram, you know, yeah. however many. What with me, it's usually like a movie franchise, so you're usually just watching like all the Elm Street movies, or right. you know, most of the Friday the Thirteenth movies, or what have you. Um, and yeah, we we got you started like right in those big franchises, and you worked your way up all the way to watching Wreck and Quarantine. <laughs> and Wreck <laughs> is the movie that has scared me the most in my life. So I think you're there. You're fully. You're fully oh, in boy. it. Uh, yeah, I'm still having nightmares about that one. Not gonna lie, uh, <laughs> especially since in the uh, you know in the in the context of where we all are in this world right now. Uh, I guess depending on when you're listening to this episode, I guess listener, um, we're all still sheltering in place in a pandemic world. So <laughs> yeah, the the um, quarantine movies are. Oh, look, you asked for them, but yes, yeah, we true, fair enough, we did. 
Um, but I did um, not realize how terrifying they would actually be. Oh, yeah. No, oof, wreck. Oof, brutal. Uh, but anyway, less brutal is the TV show, Freddy's Nightmares. Uh, we're here today to talk about season, <laughs> season by one. The, oh, yes? By the way, I don't know if you any could hear that. I I mean, part of being at home is that, like, there are people at my house. And currently, my roommate's, uh, my roommate's nephew is over just screaming his head <laughs> off, having fun, because he hasn't seen anyone in a while. Aww. So I apologize if you hear all that screaming. But it, it, I mean, you know it might match uh, what we're talking about today look it's almost like i mailed you that child size muzzle for nothing <laughs> you know i i try to workshop it with my roommates they just wouldn't have it fair enough all right uh we're here to talk about uh season one episode five judy miller come on down original air date is november 6th 1988 Ooh, Here's- two days before my birthday Oh, happy birthday. Oh, no, four days. I can't do math. Oh, um, I rescind my happy birthday. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, here's what you could have watched instead in theaters that weekend. You could have watched U2, Rattle and Hum, the, mm. the Leonard Nimoy-directed film The Good Mother, which I know nothing about, <laughs> or, uh, or John Carpenter's They Live, which is a classic for a reason. It's really good. Oh, I don't think we. I watched that. I, I mean, I don't. I for sure didn't know that, but then, like... Uh... Um, I definitely heard of that movie. Oh yeah, no, it, it's the one the the whole obey line of clothing and art. It, it was inspired by They Live, so it's, oh, it's okay. pretty. It's pretty out there in the culture. All right. Um, well, I guess I gotta dive into that one. Let me put that in my ever growing queue of movies. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it, it's it's not like a scary movie. It's more like a sci-fi type of thing. So I think it'd be right up your alley. Okay, cool. Um, I love sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, the writer of this episode, co-write, co-written by Michael DeLuca, who's written on a bunch of these. I think he co-created the show. I'll have to double check because there's so many delineations between creator and producer and executive producer, and I don't care to remember them right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, and him and Jack Temchin, who also wrote one episode of Tales from the Crypt and for some reason produced uh, Brian De Palma's film Home Movies, although no other Brian De Palma thing. So I'm like, how did you squeeze right in there? Right. Um and the director here um, is Tom DeSimone. He directed the Linda Blair slasher movie Hell Knight, as well as the kind of cult classic Reform School Girls. But he also directed a bunch of adult films, including a gay porn under the name Lancer Brooks. Oh, I didn't know that we can actually also choose our own uh, name if we were just directing as well. Oh, yeah. Look, um, a lot of filmmakers, especially in the 70s, did a bunch of porn but they didn't want that to interfere with their kind of more art housey stuff so they took on a bunch of fun names <laughs> if they're doing art housey stuff that's like maybe a one step away from porn at that you're, especially you're not in the wrong. 70s <laughs> <laughs> true um but yeah, the cast here um not a super well known in 2020 but we have shabon mccafferty as judy miller uh she's in one episode of every soap opera you've ever heard of (laughs) um and her husband is john demita he's actually a pretty huge voice actor now and he's in a lot of uh, a lot of english dubs uh, english dubs of anime including princess mononoke (laughs) (laughs) Um, those are tough i know a few people that are that do anime dubs so uh good on him yeah, no, he keeps himself a job. Lots of ADR and looping and whatnot. So good for him. <laughs> okay, so um, here's the start of this episode. This epi- liter- The opening shot of this episode, I could relate to incredibly crushingly hard. 
Um, is it because you're always like crushed between you and your partner? Like yes. when you're f- awake? Yeah. I mean, why, dude, just push them. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> there were like at least like two or three cross dissolves of the same thing. Uh, like, are we supposed to believe that she was laying there for like an hour without, I don't know. You got to do stuff. Look, I, it, okay. Well, okay. Let me set the stage really quick. So yeah, yes, Judy, Judy Miller's, <laughs> it, no, it, Judy Miller's in bed with her husband. Her husband it has is fully like squishing her in his sleep. He he has the <laughs> elbow like on her neck, like fully just completely taking the space. Um, which one I can relate to, and two I think is a really excellent visual way to highlight everything you need to know about this couple. Um, oh, okay, all right. You're bringing in that film studies. Uh, oh yeah, I'll look to it. All right, got it, got it. No, it's just because like you know she's completely like subsumed and crushed by him and just can't really do anything about it and i know i know you want to empower her to move him but let me tell you sometimes people <laughs> just become dead weight when they're asleep and there is nothing you can do uh, well true um although i f- would feel bad if he if, like one of them have like their arm under them because then that would be like the, i would hate that oh god the just the pin pricks <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know if it was like a, a infomercial that I saw recently or if it was just a brilliant product I just had in my head that hasn't been marketed yet. But like I know that, that there's this pillow where you can actually has like a little tunnel for Oh yes, your I arm. saw that. It's genius. Okay. Great. Well, I can't I guess I can't become a millionaire now, but uh yeah, it's oh, such a great idea. <laughs> it is it is a really smart idea. Um Okay, so basically the in- opening of this episode, we get to see a lot of just her completely abject and disappointing home life and the way that she likes to escape through it from either playing in like radio lotteries, which I did not know was a thing, um, <laughs> or watching game shows. Um, By the way, longest reveal of the lottery ever. And then in the last two numbers, oh, it's only, it's, it's also 50 and 35. Yeah. But. Well, it's because <laughs> it's because we now know that Judy Miller has lost. So the radio is trying to get out of the way so we can move on. Yeah, right. That's good screenwriting there, folks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she has these lottery numbers. She's disappointed. And as soon as she learns that she has failed to win the $23 million, like we get the, the whistle of the kettle as she's making her husband's coffee. And it's just like, it it really is profoundly crushing you with the just monotony of like day-to-day <laughs> domestic life just the noises and the feelings and like oh wow judy miller i feel you oh boy uh yeah no i mean and then like it wasn't is that then they reveal that he lives with the parents or is that later i'm gonna let you explain <laughs> the no, story you, like you can jump around <laughs> i'll just try to keep us on track whenever oh possible. you keep us on track um but yes okay so basically r- soon we'll we'll get to your part but right. we next we learn that um he's not even the breadwinner like he goes to school and she earns the money to put him through school um i don't oh i actually didn't get that part I well didn't yeah because that... we never see her at her job <laughs> i don't even know what she does no i i straight up don't but like he's kind of slightly jealous that she's the one who makes the money so he tries to make himself seem important by saying school is work and he's saying like i'm putting in all the work (laughs) i mean it's an investment uh and yes especially if you're in law school like like even when i was trying to apply for like grad school back in the Mm -hmm. day it was like you know this is like another job right it's like yeah that's basically true um i mean you know like 
at, yeah, at this well, point, I, I don't know who not to like. <laughs> well, no, okay. Well, the answer is the husband, but <laughs> um, no, you're, you're not wrong in that obviously grad school or that kind of level of school is a huge investment in time and is incredibly taxing. But the way that he tries to position himself as the leader of his family and force her to do all the domestic work while also making all the money um, <laughs> is is pretty selfish. Right. Um, True. And just expecting her to be super happy that she has to live with his parents who come in and complain about like there being too much salt in the meal she like specifically prepared without salt. And, uh, and she also threw away the breakfast that was never touched. Uh, yeah. No, it's... It's, it's horrible, Justin. Her life is a living <laughs> hell. Um, Freddy's in the oven to introduce the episode. Um, he makes a behind door number one pun, which is at least related to the goings on. So I'm like, you know what? It's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, you know, horrible domestic drama continues when she's watching her game show. The game show is called Beat the House, which is also a pretty solid metaphor for her life. I, I'm really digging right. the kind of quote-unquote women's drama metaphors that we're getting here uh, by the way side note like when i was growing up i actually really loved i mean obviously geek ko but like you know really love game shows so this is actually a perfect episode for me to for me to watch because i'm like oh okay cool i like the whole game show theme well, that's really good because she's about to become a game show. Well, not that's a poor description. But basically, she has a fight with her husband. She says the immortal line, you promised to love me, then forgot who I am. And I was like, oh, shit, Judy. <laughs> um, but basically, this is where the like kind of supernatural Freddy dream element kind of comes in to muck around and make things a little confusing. Um, but she like dreams that she's on a game show that eventually becomes a real game show that actually happened and it's unclear when that transition is yeah um, okay so that's what i was gonna say because i mean i don't want to like i don't want to like spoiler anything for anyone about your show but like i've watched another episode and then mm -hmm. i'm just trying to figure out all right are they really dreaming how do i know they're in the dream world do we know if they wake up and it's actually happening in the real world that's something that's been frustrating from like episode <laughs> one pretty much um just because freddy's not really an active player in most of the episodes he's the crypt keeper host but they still want to keep the kind of surreal dreamlike aspect to it and it doesn't always make it coherent yeah. um but i will say i do like this cheery horrible game show she finds herself on um where everything is like you know the big plastered on smiles um when she's introduced the the host is like judy miller and then the the kind of like voiceover artist is like judy lives a pathetic existence her dreams crushed on a daily basis <laughs> like that whole you know game show situation yeah but then uh, yeah yeah no i mean I, I was i don't know it was a weird intro that i put in my notes weird intro so I oh totally yes agree with you. <laughs> thank you um but so basically the game gets more and more violent so one of her prizes that she wins is that her in-laws get covered in honey and have red ant like poisonous red ants poured all over them which is actually terrifying when you think about it like yes. i can almost see this like just watching this made me realize that possibly like saw could just be like a series but i but now that I think about it, I feel like that's already happened, or is it happening? I don't know. I it, wait. What? It just 
I don't know. For some reason, I just watching this this scene made me reminded me of Saw for some reason, and uh-huh. it's like Saw could be a can be a TV series. Like why does why did anyone ever like thought think about that? And it's just like because this torture is just so like cringy. Yeah, you know? it's terrifying. No, I I think you're right. Except that Saw would almost definitely also have to be an anthology series, and it might get kind of right. old. <laughs> Um, <laughs> even after like 15 like saws god yeah look as much as i love increasing the ranks of a horror franchise like i think we're good on <laughs> saw movies <laughs> um although the new one spiral actually looks pretty good so who knows oh, okay um <laughs> i'll take your word for it thank you and well you know maybe we'll never see it because it's one of the infinite movies that got delayed from 2020 so <laughs> Um, yes. Next up is her husband in a pit in the pendulum situation. Um, basically she realizes that if she wins and answers all the questions, right, he will be, you know, gutted with the pendulum. Um, and so like, you know, she gets more and more kind of sucked into the game and it gets more and more dark, but the kind of cheery saccharine quality of the game show keeps continuing. And one element that I really, really love is that the host who you know has maintained this constant manic you know game show host energy he his makeup becomes increasingly baroque and strange and his eyebrows just get bigger and bigger as as it gets more intense it's really fascinating <laughs> I, actually, I actually did not did not catch that i was actually trying to for some reason i was trying to catch to see if like the if his tie was actually going to be cut or was it just going to be one of those cheap like the director goes hurry up let's just draw a line of red through him <laughs> and the oh yeah i was actually connected i don't know where my mind was it was just like oh how more cra- how much more crappier can this uh 80s production value be oh god yeah i mean you know the 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 smear of like ketchup blood that's on his stomach yeah exactly but, but I'm, I'm impressed they cut the tie so good yeah no yeah some attention to detail go tom de simone mm-hmm. um but yeah, no, by the end, the game show host looks like the grandpa from the Munsters. Like, he's fully <laughs> uh, make-upped out. Um, so basically, this is where she ends up winning a bunch of money on a real game show? Um, perhaps it's unclear. Yeah, I mean, even if I won that much money, like, I would I would probably figure out if, like, my my husband was okay or, like, my, at least my in-laws or I would still be freaked out. I don't but she was instantly changed. Yeah, no, she was so excited. And then that's when we get the kind of midpoint of the episode. Freddy comes in to give his little pun. He says, the slice is right. And then there's some <laughs> sort of, like, little hanging like Cornish game hen in his dungeon and he just very slowly kind of remembers that he had to like do something else so he kind of just touches <laughs> like, them I with a claw imagine... and he's like is that it did I do it I know I just imagine that production day because I mean I'm sure you and Notuk being in the film uh, you know working in the film industry it's like we uh-huh. don't shoot everything in order and like if there's any time you can just like you know, if there was someone with like a limited schedule or whatever, we would shoot all their scenes like on the same day. So I'm wondering, it's like, I wonder if there's like, I mean, does like Robert, Edl- I'm going to say his last name, right? Eglin? Edlin? England. England. Yes. Uh, if he like comes in to go shoot and he's just handed like a bunch of just puns and one-liners without any context, 
I, I oh, feel sure. like that's just what he's doing. It's like he has no idea where these are gonna be going. What what episode this is? He's like saying yeah. it one after the other. It's and they just gotta try to fit it somewhere. Look, I have no doubt that that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> and he he did it just like you know in between like week shoots. He's like, I have a weekend. Like, let's knock it out. Do this full exactly. season. Let's go. <laughs> Um, oh, you're going to put a green screen over my body so I can be... Okay, you don't have to explain it to me. Yeah, got so it. I don't care. Give me my money. I'm good. <laughs> if the check clears, I will say this dumb shit. <laughs> exactly. I want that life. We're going to get that life. Oh, God. Yeah, no, you just have to have an incredibly, massively successful film franchise that already has like four box office bonanzas. Oh, is that all? Okay. I know. Yeah, it's, it's easy. Um. Okay, so this is the second half of the episode, and something that I maybe should have let you know about beforehand, but also was curious how it would play if you didn't, um, <laughs> was that the first and second half of the episode, they're usually about different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least in this one, it's still Judy Miller, but it's a completely different kind of horror and theme that we're working with. Right. Uh, I mean, I kind of gathered that a little bit, that like... There's because obviously there the first half was like game show theme. By the way, the way that ended, like, and this is me without me knowing what's gonna happen after the commercial, or whatever, or on the second half. But like when we jump to the second half, it's like, wait, are, are we gonna see like the game show with the with the dude or, and then like they're like we first we we see them again after the commercial like they're making out like there's nothing that happened it's like so are we not gonna talk about what just happened there or or like the fact that i just went on another game show or whatever yeah no it it is a completely different story that just happens to be a sequel to whatever probably happened in the reality of this universe it's a whole thing who knows um but they're (laughs) happening on a lot of episodes um well, okay, spoil- like as you kind of uh, hinted at, you're going to be on the next episode as well. And that one was pretty clearly about two different characters. Right. And that's usually how it goes. Um, this- I forgot your question. What did you ask me? <laughs> oh, no, I'm just asking if like if, if, if a show was typically like two different like vignettes. Yes. Like totally. Okay. Yes, usually it is, and they're usually about, like, kind of spinning off the story of a side character from the first story, Um, but in this one, Judy Miller is still the character, it's just she's in a fully new story. Do you know what that reminds me of? That old MTV show, Undressed. Oh. uh, Do you remember that show? No, I never watched it, Um, but I've heard about it. It was like about like you know kind of young adults, but like you know living their '90s angsty sex lives or whatever. But like what was interesting about that show is that they were also kind of like sort of vignettes, and they would have like their little sh- you know story arc for like like two or three episodes, and then after their story arc is done, like the next story would involve maybe like side characters from the previous story. So it kind of almost like carried on. But okay, like, so it's kind of a chain. That just yeah. keeps going. Yeah. Oh, that's it interesting. It was a good show. I mean, it was a good show when I was growing up because I was like a young, like, pubescent teenager or like preteen going, ooh, they're all, what are these guys talking about sex? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it owes it all to Freddy's Nightmares <laughs> with that structure. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this particular story, she is rich. She's kind of reveling in spending money. Um, and she actually ends up hiring a maid. And the maid is very Mrs. Blaylock from The Omen. Like, very creepy, very intense for no reason. By the way, number one, why didn't they just move? They're still living at the parents' house. I know they said that they moved the parents to, like, some retirement home. Yeah. But, like, you have that much money and you're spending it anyway. Why not just move it to a new home? That's a great point. I mean, maybe the parents really just didn't want to be in Springwood. I wouldn't blame them. It's the murder capital of the U.S. Right. And if you're living in the murder capital of the U.S., wouldn't you be moving out? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. That would just be my train of thought, I guess. Look, they didn't want to pay for another set, Justin. (laughs) I guess. Um, But it was so easy to move those walls out of the way to get into that game show. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, That was. It was very meta. Yeah. Um, Where was I? Oh, yes. So she hires this maid. Um, After a couple weird moments, it turns out that the maid is Judy Miller from the future. And look... I'm not expecting an explanation of how this happened, nor do I really care, but we don't, we don't know. We don't know what's happening. (laughs) Um, Except that apparently in the future, they talk like it's Jane Austen because she keeps She's talking about like what her husband's going to do, even though they're rich. He's like, he will take a mistress and you will have to remove him. Take a mistress. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, it's just very kind of overwrought and strange. And weird moment, um, Judy Miller's like, oh, when did we start smoking? And the older her is like, we started in 1994. And I'm like, oh, the distant future. <laughs> oh, boy. It's, it sounds so, like, mystic. Like, 1994 is, like, where, where things start going rough. Try 2020. Yeah, no, she was, she was a little off. Just slightly. Yeah. Um, so Judy Miller, you know, having to face her future, this actress does a pretty good kind of breakdown moment of like her sobbing and kind of not wanting to face like whatever reality is real in this world, but she doesn't want to have to face that her happy lifestyle that she's living right now is going to come crumbling around her because her husband is still terrible. Uh, (laughs) The money's not changing him. Speaking of terrible, my, my favorite uh unfavorite quote of his was stop thinking that's my job oh my god men are the worst justin (laughs) men are the worst (laughs) also older judy's advice is not great um she's saying like you know you got to keep your relationship alive so he doesn't leave you for this so he doesn't take a mistress and she says tell tell him that you love him every day every hour it's important and i'm like i don't okay even the when, when I'm in the, the deepest love of my life, I'm not going to say it every hour. That's exhausting. <laughs> and like he would get tired of it. Yeah, that would be a little clingy. Yeah, and then, then she spouts some dumb Dr. Phil philosophy. She's like, the money doesn't help. Money is a cheat. It's just a wedge. And it just hasn't, it hasn't entirely been thought through what she's saying. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Right. Um, and then basically there's a little bit of struggle of her, you know, thinking about what older Judy said and thinking about what she can do to kind of save her marriage. And there's this annoying scene where she has flashbacks to every line of dialogue that has been said throughout the entire episode. Um, (laughs) But eventually she decides, she's like, all right, I'm going to try. But she tells her husband, I love you. And he says, I know, can I have my coffee? And I'm like, Ooh, Oh, he's going to get it. He deserves it. (laughs) 
Um, I mean, okay, if you if someone from uh, if your like future self came and like you know you were in that situation, and then you're like you were gonna stab him to death, I would probably think about that and not pick up a knife if I really wanted to avoid things like that, because that seems super extreme to like not try to stop if I could help it. Yes, but also I think maybe she kind of wants to because he's such a miserable shit and the the idea has kind of been planted into her head of like oh this future judy did stab her husband to death which i forgot to mention but you know irrelevant who cares um <laughs> i mean did prenups not like exist at that point or i, I mean, don't know she was young and in love maybe she didn't you know wasn't thinking about the future she true. certainly wasn't until literally her future showed up on her doorstep <laughs> By the way, guys, not too late to think about the future. I just recently opened up a Roth IRA, which is uh, something I never thought I would ever do in my life. But oh, I'm so retirement, proud. folks, retirement. What what is that? <laughs> we <laughs> all work freelance. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I didn't say there was a lot of money in the retirement. I'm just saying I opened it. One. Exists. It exists. You'll have a grand uh, dinner of saltines every night. <laughs> The grandest. Uh, yes. A little <laughs> candle burning. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so he's very rude to her when she says, I love you. Um, there's a very nice wide shot of her just standing behind him with a knife. And then obviously it's implied that she will murder him. Uh, the prophecy. Um, <laughs> the prophecy. Yeah. And then Freddy is back in his domain. He says, love is a many splendored thing. And he shoves a heart into the camera very slowly. <laughs> I mean... Okay, that's an interesting story. What I want to know, the actual story I want to know, is how did older Judy travel from time? Because I think she said she she mentioned it was like it was a very hard journey or something like that. Yeah, but didn't she also say something about like she's not quite sure how it happened, but now that she's here, she's trying to help. Really? Huh? I think I mean, so. I missed that part. Look, okay. she talked a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so we're we're just getting what we can. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough i mean i'm sure this, that wasn't yeah. easy so oh yeah no <laughs> yeah it's never a good journey even if you don't know what it is <laughs> um so now is about the time for our final thoughts so was this episode you know a, a dream as in like a good episode that you enjoyed was it a nightmare as in just like a you know an abjectly terrible one or did it was it just really boring and put you to sleep okay uh okay honestly given like it's it was an actually like um easy to follow storyline i mean i even though like some of the metaphors and like uh some of the plot was like maybe a, a bit much <laughs> i actually a bit. a bit um i actually rather enjoyed it so okay, good. I would okay. Say it was a dream i mean honestly like it, like, given the context that these were, like, obviously, like, the production value wasn't that great because this is the 80s, which I can forgive. Uh, I mean, it was still entertaining. It's, like, it, it, I, I wasn't put to sleep, and it wasn't, like, something that I got, You weren't suffering. I wasn't suffering through. I, you know, I got what was going on, and they got their point across, and it was the visuals were actually, I mean, especially during the game show uh acts it was very uh engaging and kind of it kept my attention 
Yeah, well, that that's great news. I'm so glad. I'm always nervous about inviting people on this show, especially ones who don't have the experience with kind of the shoddier end of the horror spectrum. <laughs> um, but I'm glad you liked it. I'm also rating it a dream. Um, I definitely wish it had been way more consistent with its idea of reality or it could have committed to the dream thing and that would that would have been fine too but it just it's it walks a weird path between the two that i don't like um Mm. but i did find its thematic material to be really excellent and i related to it a lot as a middle-aged housewife myself um (laughs) and i did have a lot of fun with this one as well um any final thoughts uh or any you know final comments on that kind of portion of this episode uh i mean i mean i i wish i was the person who made made up numbers uh because the number of his mistress was five 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 one two three five which was like (laughs) could have chosen any other four numbers i mean it's probably even worse than like one two three four because yeah they 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 were like well i don't want it to seem too fake i'll put in (laughs) the mildest amount of effort (laughs) uh other than that they need a freaking stop kissing and get a room uh, <laughs> they have one they have the whole house they have the whole house but they couldn't stop and i was a little uncomfortable <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> um okay well i'm gonna you know clue our audience into kind of what they can expect in the next episode but first where can everybody find you out there on the internet justin yeah yeah uh so as brendan mentioned uh, you can find me and occasionally Mr. Brennan Klein over at my uh, podcast with Geek KO, which is a geek trivia podcast. Uh, we're on basically like every, I think pretty much every like podcast catcher you can find. So um, yeah, find us there. Or you can um, find my other show, uh, Geek and Update, which is a geek news parody uh, of of a weekend update uh from snl uh where we make fun of the uh headlines in geek news and we're on instagram under the handle geek and update on facebook uh, i believe it's geek and update 3000 or something like that someone stole our name before we got there oh. uh and then if you don't want little bites and bits and you just want to watch all seven minutes full of just all jokes that we did over the week you can just find us on our youtube under uh geek and update and i highly recommend you do so um and i will also say what thank you oh you're welcome (laughs) um and yeah geek ko i i can speak both as a listener and as a guest but especially as a guest it is like among the most fun i've maybe ever had but also being on a podcast like it's definitely the the like the best guest experience i've had it's so fun well i'm glad um, we can give that to you brendan you're an excellent guest and we don't and and we try to uh we, we try to make it fun for you guys and you succeed <laughs> um, <laughs> you're welcome okay real quick uh just a reminder every episode is brought to you by donations uh please help keep us going by donating to the okra project through the link in the show notes take a screenshot of your receipt send it to w2ptpod at gmail.com or you can dm it to me on social media i'm on twitter at its raining brands and instagram at the burning clem um, our artwork was created by Henry Hall. If you'd like to support trans artists, and you should, you can send him a commission at henryhall.design. Our theme song is Living in a Dream by Pseudo Echo. 
um, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and, you know, wherever else you're finding it. It should be filtering down through the other podcatchers by now. Um, so next episode. It's a process, everyone. Oh, it's God. A process. You know, the internet, it works in mysterious ways. I'm just happy that they mostly catch it without me having to send it to them. So I'm letting them do their thing. Um, yeah, next episode coming out on Friday, we're going to be discussing Saturday Night Special. Greg will lie about anything to get a date with a hot girl, but she ends up being everything he has already lied about. Then her roommate is introduced to a beauty czar who makes her exquisitely lovely, which spells her downfall. It's, you know, it's exactly as confusing as it sounds, but we'll get there. See you, see you on Friday.